live from Tel Aviv, two nice Jewish boys. Hi, I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Noor Menninger. Not too many people can write Game of Thrones on their acting resume, and probably only one Israeli. Anya Buchstein grew up in Moscow in the time of the USSR. She moved to Israel with her parents at age 8 and began her acting career at age 12 with her performance in the Israeli film A New Country, a performance for which she was nominated for an Ophir Award, Israel's most prestigious acting accolade. Since then, Anya has had quite <laughs> I, I'm seeing you smile. <laughs> Since then, Anya has had quite a few acting gigs over the years, both on stage and on the screen. Most recently performing alongside Jeffrey Rush in National Geographic's Genius, a drama series about the life of Albert Einstein. Singing and playing the piano since childhood, Anya decided to expand beyond the screen, and in 2013 she released eight tracks on her eponymously named debut album. She's now finishing up her second album, and she's also released a few successful singles with world-renowned DJ Ofer Nissim. Today we're talking to Anya Buchstein, and we'll try to steer clear of any Game of Thrones spoilers. <laughs> this podcast is made in cooperation with the Jewish Journal, www.jewishjournal.com. Also in cooperation with Secret Tel Aviv, Israel's largest online social network community in English. Just look for the group on Facebook or visit them at secrettelaviv.com. Subscribe to Two Nice Jewish Boys on iTunes. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate us. And of course, we want to hear your feedback. So let us know what you think in the comments or send us a message on Facebook. So thank you for joining us. Hi. Good to be here. Thank you. So this is a funny question to ask someone who's, you know, has such a, you know, amazing resume under their belt. But what's your dream? Oh, it's such a big question to start with. My dream, well, I guess I'm, I think I'm kind of living my dream mm-hmm. in terms of doing what I love mm-hmm. and being an artist. I think just to continue, it's nothing specific, mm-hmm. just to be able to create and to be around music and, and to know that I do have the ability to dream further and to challenge myself when maybe one day, you know, to do a Woody Allen movie. I don't know. It's oh, okay. Again, it's nothing That's specific. Oh, it's it, is, just, it is a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, just the sense of, 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 of a dream is to know that you can actually continue going further. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, Anya, because you, you had and you have such a successful career up until now, why such a successful actress here in Israel would want to expand abroad? What, where does this drive come from? In terms of, of acting, yeah. you ask? Well... You know, I'm. Thank you for the compliment. I do. I did a lot of things in Israel, but still, we're talking about a very small country, and my opportunities are kind of narrow. If you think about it, they're not really, li- huh? Really? Oh yeah, sure. I'm doing. If I'm lucky, a movie in two years, because I just I don't have enough options to choose from. And Is it because they're not producing enough movies here? Oh, there's yeah, not sure. there's too many actors. We are talking about a very, very tiny industry. Uh-huh. We have many talented people, super creative people, but we don't have enough money to mm-hmm. actually produce a lot of a lot of quality here. All the industry is funded by the state basically. Uh, almost Most. everything. Yeah. Yes, there is a 
not a lot of private money. And I feel like this is just the extension of, of what I do here. It's mm -hmm. not like Israel abroad. No, it's all, it's all in one. Mm -hmm. And also, there are amazing people outside. Directors mm -hmm. and actors and producers. And just for me, it's completely... Understood. Yes, that you would, sure. That that's, that's the next, next step. step for yeah. me. Yeah, and the next step after would be to create by myself, to write, to produce, mm -hmm. and and if you could do that, would you choose to do it here? Or would you choose to do it there? Well, that depends how much money will they give. You know? <laughs> so there. For it to happen. <laughs> no, I I love I love Israel, and I I think that we are we're becoming known mm -hmm. for our for our creativity and for the talent mostly and i think in a few years it will be it it will work together in a natural way mm -hmm. this industry and the yes. hollywood industry yes i think so because it's happening yeah. right now yeah it's an incredible already. process how can how do you explain it well i think the gates are pretty open you know when you think when you when you see how the world moves immigrants are coming going has very dark sides as we can see in Europe mm -hmm. for example but in terms of art it's pretty amazing because yeah. you get to s see so many incredible stories and to hear different languages and different just perspectives about life and this is something that's happening in, in, in the world right now internet everything is available you know I don't have to go and live in LA or in London I can just tape with although, my although white with my white wall in in my home, yeah. and send the tape and pray, you know, and <laughs> yeah. maybe get the part. <laughs> Play to the goddess of fire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, how do you go about? Um, there's such an echo in here. Yeah. How do you go about? I feel like the goddess of fire. <laughs> how do you go about starting a career like that? I mean, do you just get up one day and it's like, all right, I'm going to move to LA? I'm assuming that's not it. But. No, no, not at all. Um, when I felt I was ready, I found uh, uh, a manager, mm -hmm. an agent in London, and I just began to send tapes and to study that industry. Yes, that industry, yeah. and because it's different. Not really, you know. It's the same people casting. It's just much more money and opportunities, but same shticks. Same shticks, completely. <laughs> And it took me a few years and a few almosts, like... Really? Oh, yes, of course. And they're painful, the al almosts. It's a painful uh, <laughs> choice that I did yeah. to, to become an artist. So I'm taking full responsibility for the good parts and for the painful ones as well. So beyond Game of Thrones, what really, uh, like, I saw it just recently and I was completely surprised because there was no not much PR around it, I think, was your performance in Genius, which is yeah. a new National Geographic uh, TV drama. Mm -hmm. Really good one. It's a production of Ron Howard, who yes. is one of the greatest film directors who yeah. is with us now nowadays. And it's really well made. And you show up in the last two episodes, which to me, they're the best episodes in, in the show. I don't I know. I agree. Uh, Not because of me. I just, in, in terms of the story, it's... Yeah. It's like it's watching a Hollywood big budget uh, masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And the performance was uh, so immense. And you played with Jeffrey Rush, which is, I, I imagine, a dream. So if you can tell us a little bit about that. Well, I can tell you that when Game of Thrones aired, 
Last year, I went to LA, and I had all kinds of meetings there, and I met the casting for, for Genius, and she told me, listen, I have, I have an audition for you, and I taped for Mileva, for his really? wife. Yes. And then, a week after, I got a phone call, come to London to meet Ron Howard. I said, oh my God, I'm about to die. I'm <laughs> buying a ticket to London, which I did. And I met with Ron and I read for him and I didn't get the part. I cried for a month, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually they called me back and they actually, they casted me for, for, for the, it was the right thing for me. Yeah. I felt like it was the right character, much smaller, but still beautiful and the honor to share the screen with Jeffrey Rush's yeah. obviously and a very deep character deep character and she has a secret she is a she is an agent from the KGB she's yeah. a Rus Russian uh -huh. agent and she's deeply in love with Einstein and she has to live with this cof with this conflict which made the character much more interesting and again it shows me that everything turns around goes around comes around and you should be hopeful was was uh, Ron Howard on set also, or was he just behind the, uh, the not scenes? Not with me, not with me. He directed uh -huh. the two first episodes, I think. Uh -huh. And then he was just the mind behind the yeah. thing, but I haven't met him on set. And how was interacting with him? With Jeffrey? No, with Jeffrey, but also with Ron. It was pretty short. I just read for the... Right. But I, I, I admire the guy, and he did some fabulous things. And Jeffrey? Jeffrey was awesome. Old Jeffrey. Just, yeah. Just okay, like Jeffrey? How <laughs> was Jeffrey? That was Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Rushes. He was a gentleman and really remarkable actor. It's just really... How did, how did you prepare for the, for the part? How did you get ready for it? I mean, was there a lot of reading involved? Was it... I didn't have a lot of information about that woman. Mm -hmm. She so, did exist. Oh, yes. Everything is by the book. I'm sure she, they changed some things, but... It's literally, at, there's one book that they wrote it according to. I think there was a Walter Isaacson book that exactly, they wrote yeah. it. Yeah. So this woman, her name is uh, Margarita, and she was his lo last love. They lived together for 15 years, so... Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know. They, they, were there, they were together for that long. Yes, 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 yes. And for oh, the whole okay. time, she worked for the Russians. Yeah. So I don't know. I, have, I had many holes inside that story, yeah. which I couldn't fill. But still, I just imagined. I always imagine. Yeah. I bring myself. I feel like the best way is just to bring myself to the character. Just to imagine and to become her. So do you sit with yourself and just try and sit and imagine yourself in that place and time? And yeah, I think so. Yeah? I think so. That's By amazing. now it comes naturally, you know. Yeah. And if I don't feel it, then maybe I'm not the right person for it uh -huh. how surprised were you to find out how uh sleazy einstein was <laughs> no i knew he was a naughty boy yeah i mean i, I had no idea oh, before yeah. that i knew he had two wives and but like he was he's an just, inspiration to you Ato? he was he was an inspiration <laughs> because of his math <laughs> no but thank he, you for, fi for fixing that <laughs> i think he was um well we can see that he was a narcissist in many ways yeah but but a genius. That's Maybe they sure. go hand in hand. Maybe there's something to be said about. Mm, that's you know. a, we need a, an hour only for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a little bit about Game of Thrones. So this was let's can we say like your big break in in oh, Hollywood? Yeah, sure. 
And how did, did you get this part? Again, auditioning and... Well, again, I'll take you back. Uh-huh. I taped for Melisandre, the original. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And I was pretty close. I was, pre- I was young then. This is grueling. I mean, this <laughs> process of like... Listen, it's, it's not for everyone. You need to be really like rough. cold-blooded to, to yeah. go through this process. And I didn't know even what was Game of Thrones back then. I just, you know, I imagined I put some dress and some jewelry and I... <laughs> but now when I got this one, I said to my husband, Oh my God, this is... No, we have to nail this. And I taped, I sent them. Then I said to my agent, No, 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 it's not good enough. Wait, I'll tape again. I taped again. I sent them. And then I forgot about it because when you tape... You just, you should put it aside because unless you're going to go yeah. crazy, you know. And suddenly he called me and he said, Mommy, Mommy, my British agent <laughs> called ah, okay. me, Mommy, <laughs> you just booked Game of Thrones. And then I wow. think we screamed for about 10 minutes, maybe danced, I don't know. I thought maybe D.B. Weiss called you up. <laughs> I was like, Mommy. Mommy, no, 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 just <laughs> no. my agent. But it's just, it's, it's a miracle. That's I don't amazing. know even how to describe it. It's and then you get to the set. How, how's that experience? It's Very natural. Natural. Yes. It is a high-end set, though. Where was it? It was in Ireland. Yeah, because they fly all over the world to yeah. shoot these things. For me, it was in Belfast. Wow. I'll tell you what. And this, is, this brings us back to Israel. We have very high-level sets. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not... In terms of money, how things look, but the talent, the, profession, the professionalism of the people is pretty much the same. I have to say, because uh-huh. there you have the, the extra... The funds. The, yes, yes. But the acting was... I felt at home completely. Can you tell us if, uh, because uh, the premiere of season seven, just uh, can you tell us if you're in this season no, or you? Ca- unfortunately, no, I'm not in season seven. Okay. Do you have any spoilers? Nothing. I have nothing for you. <laughs> no, no, not for okay. myself. That's good. Well. I, I'm happy. Kind but of you, you know, don't. because I saw an interview with you on YouTube and the comments, they went berserk. Uh, like they adored you yes. in the interview and the part. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I really don't know. But We have another season coming, mm-hmm. and I trust them, you know, it's their show, they know what they're doing, they, had so, they have so many characters and so many stories. Yeah. I'm being just, I'm thankful, and I... But the role, I mean, was kind of suggestive of oh, a story yeah. that's opening up. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what happened They got to close, they got to close yeah. this thing. I don't want to get your hopes up, but like, I think that there'll probably be a whole season dedicated to it. I'm just, you know. <laughs> or, or, My husband uh, said that to me as well, but let's not go. Or there. a better console <laughs> scenario yeah. where you get <laughs> a spin-off. Shoot. Yeah, a spin-off. <laughs> I wish. So tell us what, um, you know, now that we've done the whole Game of Thrones genius stuff and picked your brains, uh, tell us what it was like. Um, growing up here, you know, moving here at, you know, age eight, I'm sure you have memories from the USSR. And then all of a sudden, it must have been a shock to come to, you know, such a different place. It's pretty hot here, first of all. <laughs> really? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I love how, you know, I don't know how many years later, that's the first react. You're like, yeah, it's fucking hot, it's fucking here. hot here. No, I'll tell you what, it's, t- it's a mixture of 
many things, many feelings now that I'm almost 30 years I live here. But do you have, do you know that feeling when you, you're not sure if what you imagine is a dream or it actually happened to you from your childhood? Do yeah. You, can yeah. you relate to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is how I feel about my aliyah sometimes. Hmm. I'm not even sure what, what happened there. I can tell you that it was a lonely time for me and very shocking. And lonely how? I just I, I, I felt like I landed in the on a new planet. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to describe it. Detached. Yes, yes. You don't know the language, you don't know the people, you don't have any friends or family with you. I came only with my parents, I'm an only child. But they million Russians came th in those years. Yes, but they felt as lonely as... You didn't, you didn't have the sense of community. And also, my parents really wanted to live in Tel Aviv. Uh -huh. And not to go and find... To start work immediately, to, s mm -hmm. to learn Hebrew. They put me in the best school for me to continue studying piano. They were very, very strong. But... In general, it, it feels a bit like surviving. Mm -hmm. So you were the only immigrant in your class? The only Ola in your class? Let me think. No, I think I had two more girls mm -hmm. with me, but I the, I'm the only one that survived. Uh-huh. Survived? Hey, you can put this well, not what, survived. <laughs> what school did <laughs> you go to? Oman <laughs> uh, No, but I mean, like, what, <laughs> what do you mean, what do you mean survive? Uh, they didn't last until till the end of... Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and how was the childhood in Russia? What do you how did this affect you as a person, you know, growing up in a communist country? Do you still feel, do you still feel yes, the I presence? Yes, fe I fear. You fear? I fear. Because I know how dark a place can actually be. And this is why, first of all, why I appreciate Israel. Mm -hmm. Even when it's with its complicity and... You know, we have a lot of issues to attend here, but still, I appreciate the democracy, and I appreciate that we are able to say what we think. Is there a specific story you remember from those times that made that? Because well, I can fear. tell you that my my dad once was almost arrested because he had some books that are that were not allowed, mm -hmm. and in general, just the sense of you are nothing, mm -hmm. and. We control you. We control the way you live. When you go, even going out of Russia, coming to Israel took us two years until we really got the permission. So. And I understood that when you got here, I, I read somewhere. I'm not sure if it's true that you were sent to a kibbutz. Well, not really. My mom will kill me if I'll if I'll continue saying that because uh, she okay. takes it. Yes. Your mom would kill you, why? Oh, because it makes her very sad and she didn't send me to a kibbutz. She just, for two weeks, I went to relatives because they didn't know what to do with me. My dad went to Jerusalem to get mm -hmm. his permission again to work as a doctor and my mom ran to uh, Ulpan to study Hebrew mm -hmm. because she's a speech therapist and she had, that's, that's her most important tool. And I was just... 
you know, a kid yeah. with nothing to do so they sent me to the pool in in the kibbutz in the north mm, okay. and i i suffered there because again i felt very very lonely and it's also interesting that you move from one communist country to you know a kibbutz <laughs> i wonder if like there was any no, no nothing just for two weeks and i was pretty shocked by the pool i haven't seen a pool before so <laughs> really? i was con- concentrated on the pool but i have to say that we were very lucky How so? Just, we met amazing people during the first few years that helped us very much. And I think the intuition of my parents to send me to an art school to give me the piano immediately for me to gain strength from from the art, to feel like I have something that I can use that makes me worth, Mm -hmm. you know. And and what else just uh, I don't know somehow living in Tel Aviv working in their profession that's that's a lot of work but also I, I think it's not obvious for Russian no, immigrants not, to work not, in their profession no, in those not, years now more and more in those years in though. those years yeah so I think it's a combination of strength and just power and luck and God and whatever is And also, it's not an obvious move in their part, I think, to send you to art school. Usually, immigrants want their children to learn a profession, and so that, you know what I'm saying? So it's also not obvious for no, them to saying. let you pursue this career, let you, you know? But, I think from, my, you from know? the age of two, they pretty much no. knew <laughs> that I'm going to be an artist and... And you always wanted to be an artist? Never th- second thought about that? Never. Well, s- sometimes I want to work with animals, but it's not... No, 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 I'm so completely... So how, how did it express itself at age two? I mean, did you grab a wooden spoon and start singing into it? I was very bossy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, performing and just uh, making people to watch my... <laughs> <laughs> forcing them. Yes, forcing ah, them, exactly. Okay. And just singing, loving music, playing the piano f- since the age of five. That's how, something, it's, it, ch- it chooses you. Yeah. How, does it, how is it to act as a child? I mean, to be on set at age 12, I can't imagine, you know, having a production crew around you and you're being, you're in the center. I mean, is, did it affect you in any way? I'm sure it did, but how? I think so. I think so. It's not something I would recommend to a child now. It's a mistake. Especially with the actor, the male actors who are walking around sets here in no, Israel. No, not even that. <laughs> not all of them. Okay. And I think perverts we have all around the world. So. True. So why, why is that? Because it's, uh, it's too big. It's too emotional. And then the thing about our industry, the way it works, is that you do a project and suddenly you feel like those people are your family. Because you mm-hmm. spent with them so many hours and you see them every day. And they see you so like bare, naked, emotionally, mm-hmm. and suddenly the project ends, and you break up, yeah. and that's very heartbreaking as for an for an adult so for a child it, and you're that, going oh wow, that just you're going through that process constantly, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got to be it's got to be real. How do you think that I mean you see these like child stars people who start out at a young age and they their egos get you know blown out of proportion you and know the parents the who justin, are called pushers yeah yeah and you see the justin biebers and the whatever and i'm wondering how 
you manage to kind of, you know, getting all this praise and all this limelight and all this attention at such a young age, how did you manage to stay level-headed and not, you know... You look pretty sane, I must say. I'm, I'm okay. I have to tell you that I'm a, I'm a pretty sane person. So, yeah. Well, basically, my parents just said no. I did that movie when I was 12, and then I got all kinds of suggestions and opportunities, and my mom said, no, uh-huh. we will wait until you'll be 18, you'll go to high school. Some guy wanted to sign me for five years as a singer, and my mom said, that's the door. Like, you must have been, I mean, like, I feel like at age, I don't I know was, how old you were. I was very pissed. Yeah. You don't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining my life. But actually, she saved me because uh, it's, as I said, it's too much. Yeah. There's no, if it happens to you and you have a, a strong like back from your family, you can go through and be sane after. But I think it should be something you decide to do when you're grown up you study for, you feel that it's something that you earned and not just fell from the sky. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the fact that you came here from Russia because now in Israel there's a, a movement of mm-hmm. young people. Yeah. They call themselves Generation 1.5. Those mm-hmm. are people who immigrated too from uh, Russia, Ukraine, and USSR countries. Mm-hmm. And they say we were forced to be Israel, a process of Israelization, if you will. And now we want to go back yeah. to be and feel Russian because we're at least as Russian as we are Israeli, if mm-hmm. not more. Mm-hmm. And it's a very angry movement, I feel. Like they have some anger and, and I wonder how you feel about that. Uh, if you heard about them, if you relate to that. Yeah, I know them. But not in the sense of the anger, just... I understand that you miss something. You miss the, the feeling, the culture, the tastes that you immediately put aside to be an Israeli. I think it's completely legit now that you are an Israeli and you feel more comfortable with that to go back and say, okay, I'm actually both and I want to enjoy both. When you say anger, that's something that... That's, I, how I, that's my interpretation. No, no. Could be. It's it's really it. It depends how the person feels about him coming here and the experiences he had in his first years in Israel. And many people were hurt and felt not very welcome. And you know, it's not a simple country we have here. Mm-hmm. So I can un- I can understand the anger, just not to relate personally. You don't share this anger with them. I feel like I was really. They took me in open arms. Mm-hmm. But I, can un- I know that some people had many were traumatized by, 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 by the process, by the idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm all, I'm, I say let, let's, let's mix. And let's eat Russian food and listen to Russian music and read amazing Russian authors. Do you try and bring that? Russian side that the Russian culture into your own art. I mean does it express itself in your music and your acting? I think so. My first album is very autobiographic and I sing about the things that I miss 
my grandparents, my home there. So I feel like I'm I'm bringing my side of it. Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, did you experience any difficulties when you moved? I mean, other than, you know, the acclimation process. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, you know, with the establishment here, did you, you know, run into any kind of hardships that you are a little frustrated with? I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm pretty sure there were a few, but not something that, traumatized me even when i started to act at the beginning they offered me only parts only russian parts Mm -hmm. and i remember coming to my agent here and saying listen no i'm not gonna do any more russian parts really yes why this needs to stop because we need and and i say the agent and and myself we need to establish that I can do everything. Mm-hmm. But now that I feel much more comfortable, I'm very happy to play Russian women. Oh. I have no issue with that. But this is life. You know, you have to go further to come back sometimes. And yeah. you have to go through all the steps. Mm-hmm. If you're mentioning the establishment, so you came to the headlines not so long long ago in relation to you your marriage Mm. and this is a subject that uh, we talked about in this podcast in the past so what what happened there Uh, what happened there we're a religious country which pisses me off this is what happens (laughs) I think uh, um, the religious part of our country wants to control us and wants to dictate how things will, how we'll, we'll live our lives in terms of marriage and, and, uh, and having kids, which are the most important things in our life. Me personally, I just, in the, when I decided to get married, I needed a permission from the Rabbanut. Rabbanut, how would you say Rabbanut? Ra- rabbinate. From the Rabbanut, exactly. And uh, suddenly, they told me that I might be not Jewish, which is a joke, since I'm so Jewish. I couldn't be any more Jewish. Bookstein. Bookstein. No, no, listen. <laughs> I have all the signs, yeah. all, everything that is needed. And then I had to go through a very annoying process. And to prove to, to them. Prove, yes, pretty humiliating. To prove to them that I'm actually Jewish and my grand-grandmother was Jewish. And it made me, it made me very angry. And you went it, to the Knesset. I went to the. I didn't know that the Knesset would be such a big deal. I would wear something much more nice, you know. <laughs> if I knew it's going to be on YouTube after. Um, no, I didn't know, and I, and I didn't prepare anything. I thought I was just going to go and speak to, uh, like, a few people, and suddenly it became huge, and it's still every few months it jumps again. And people are talking about it, and it's very, very important because I think that we should completely separate Mm -hmm. the religious part from the democracy. We should be a secular country. Um, There's, I mean, I'm I'm not going to get into the whole religious separation of church and state, but there is a huge issue in the fact that there's a disparity, and this is what we were talking about when we, we had Jessica Fishman who wrote a 
book about her experience making Aliyah. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a huge issue in the fact that there's a disparity between the right of return and then the law that dictates who you can get. So anybody who has one grandparent can come to Israel, but then you have to have a Jewish mother in order to get married. So then you're going to have this huge group of people, many That's of them Russians. That's hypocrisy, don't yeah. you think? It is hypocritical. Yeah. And it's problematic. And you can go to the army and yeah. pay your dues. And actually, when you get the, 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 your ID... Mm-hmm. It says Jewish, so why now? And the best time, when you, when you want to get married, when you're happy and you're hopeful, mm-hmm. you suddenly you get, a, you get a cold shoulder. Yeah. And that's upsetting. And it's not, it's not, if it just ended there, you know, I would almost be able to deal with it if it was totally ideological, but... No, it's just, it's, it's everything, it's, it's power. It's, yeah. it's completely politics. Because I think... If you, even if you ask a religious person, mm-hmm. I don't believe that the society in Israel would have any issues with letting people to get married, mm-hmm. to have kids. That's just, that's just politics, yeah. I think. But I am very pessimistic. Uh, I mean, I don't see it changing anytime soon. Uh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, yeah. We are moving, but very slowly. Yeah. Very so slowly. So we need to find creative solutions the problem and to basically make them feel uh, irrelevant or, or prove to ourselves that we really don't need them. I think this is the only option left. I mean, isn't, isn't like uh, the concept of Yeduim Batsibur known in the public? That you, do you have to get married here in Israel? No, no. If you're known to the public, you have supposedly exactly the same rights, I think. So yeah. I say we start a movement. <laughs> there is a let's movement. Let's try. Let's there try. There is a movement, Mishpacha, a new family. That's what they do, yes. basically. Yes. Um, but people want to get married. Yeah. Beat me, you know. But <laughs> people. people want... You're not there yet. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Um, but yeah, people want to get married, and I guess there's a magic to that uh, ceremony. That. Uh, no, it's not. I I wasn't into the ceremony. But my mom, it was important to her, and I'm an only child. Yeah. And also, if I'm not going to do it right now, yeah. my kids will suffer. I don't have them yet. But one day, if it's not going to change till then, they might suffer as well. Like how? Just They're going to go the through the whole process again. Um, but yeah. I agree with you. But In general, yeah. I agree with you. In order to fight that... We should say we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Like fuck off. Yeah. So also the best so other solution. It's not ideal, but in the army there are pretty quick routes. Cool native. Yeah, it's yeah. the fastest way, and you cheat a little, and you get. I have. I know many Russian uh, re- people who came here from Russia who did that, and so they lied a little bit, and now they're Jewish. So this is also. For, uh, for Americans, it was just an excuse to get like three weeks off or three months <laughs> off the army. Kuznetsky was like the thing everybody I see. wanted. The yeah, um, exactly. I so, see. do you have role models or someone to look up to for inspiration? Well, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I loved Barbara Streisand uh-huh. and the fact that she was so multi-talented. She did everything, you know, yeah. a singer and an actress and a producer and a writer. And now, well, 
Woody Allen. I loved Ronit Elkabetz. She's an Israeli actor, passed away recently. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and she was amazing and also so talented. I, I appreciate women that are powerful and don't let anything to stand on their way. Wonder Women. <laughs> yes, Wonder Women, exactly. Our Gal Gadot, she, she's also incredible. Yeah. Do, do you find it um, especially difficult? or do, I'm sure there are unique challenges, but um, do you find it especially more difficult in Israel to, as a woman in the acting industry? Um, I think just as, as in the United States, not different. Yeah. yeah, we have our issues. We're still, we need to fight. We need to continue fighting mm-hmm. to, earn, to earn money, to, to be equal. We still have work there, I think. Yeah. And also more scripts need to be written oh, with yes. female yeah. roles. We have many films about the army and about Palestinian, about the, 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 the conflict. Yes, the yeah. conflict. And not many good roles for women. Yeah. So what's on your plate? What's, uh, what's, what's up place? next? Well, I have this album that is coming out. And in music, Hebrew. Yes, in, in Hebrew. And the music suddenly became like a real thing. A big what you, thing. What do you mean a real thing? I'm working as a singer. Ah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> it's surprising. not... It's surprising. We're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, Why are you surprised? Well, it, it, it takes time. And at the beginning, when I told my mom that I'm going to release an album and I'm writing songs, she was like, really why like she didn't really <laughs> and my friends they said oh my god if you fail it's gonna be so painful and just continue acting why why like expanding and i said no i'm i have to i have to expand i have to move i have to create constantly mm-hmm. so at the beginning it it was like a dream you know to release an album to write these songs But now it becomes real. Yes, real, like a so, second career suddenly. So you have your second album coming out. Yes, I have my second album. And you can't tell us what, it, what it's called. Can you tell us how many tracks? Well, I haven't decided yet. It's going to have nine tracks. Uh-huh. All the songs are uh, my words and... and uh, And also the melody is written by everything, you? Everything, yes. Wow. That's not obvious nowadays uh, for, I think... I mean, yeah. not many people... It's not obvious that you sing right. your own songs nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very lucky doing that. And um, what else? What else can I tell you? I'm collaborating with a few very cool producers. Ofer Nisim is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the opening act for the Chainsmokers that are coming in two weeks. Nice. Which is very cool. Is uh, the album, does it have tracks that you're featuring other artists, other Israeli artists on it that you're collaborating? Yes, I have a beautiful duet with uh, Roni Alter. Okay. She is an Israeli uh, singer, mm-hmm. lives in Paris. And mm, yeah. And you're thinking duet. about uh, English music in the future? Is there an option or it's less the thing? Maybe. I'll tell you what, in the... last three years so many crazy things happened to me <laughs> I'm not gonna say never about anything I'm just we'll see I'm not writing in English mm-hmm. lyrics mm-hmm. I love Hebrew actually maybe because I learned it in the middle of my life mm-hmm. 
I'm. It was a way to discover. Oh yes, yes, yeah. and I'm fascinated by the words and the way they're mixing together. They're mixed together. So, but maybe I don't know. Suddenly, something can happen. Maybe to translate a few songs. What you about what about Russian? Do you write in Russian? Sing in Russian? Sometimes. Maybe the next album will be in Russian. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. That's a headline. That's a head. And yeah. and what about acting? Is there anything coming up? Interesting. An Israeli film, a new Israeli film that is coming out. A very cool film. What else? There are a few things. In building up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. We're exactly. searching for a scoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like digging. Yeah. Did I read correctly that you speak French as well? Yeah, I speak French so as English, well. English, French, Russian, and Hebrew. Yeah, but French I speak. I, I listen. Ah, but I you many, understand. Yes, I understand. Okay. Well, I studied French across the street. Uh, from where we're sitting for about four years. Yeah. I took seven courses. Really? And yes. you, I studied French across the ocean oh, yeah? for two years, uh -huh. and I remember nothing. <laughs> no, because you need, you need to practice. Yeah, and also, I went, I, I went, I were in Paris for a few months. I oh, got really? a scholarship to study French when I was 26, I think. Didn't know anyone. I just uh -huh. hanged in the streets and really? studied French. So I have, a, I have a quick confession before we, before we stop. I wonder... I, Many years ago, probably three years ago, I was in a scene with you. Really? Yeah, but it was like, it, I don't even know if the movie was made ever. <laughs> I, I, it was like a student from Tel Aviv University who was producing a film. It was about women who like... That's the movie that is coming out right who now. Who tempt men oh, to, yeah. and then make like... You were, make the, meat you were my date? I, no, I was. There was a scene in the library where where someone walks up to you and then checks you and anatmo out, and then you guys look at me, and then I walk off. It was like a really, really? like an extra. I think I remember. So yeah. last night was a special academy screening for that film for really? the for and it was completely booked. <laughs> must have gotten lost in the mail. <laughs> the invite. <laughs> no, it's just for the academy members. Oh, for them to. Oh, um, I see. <laughs> I get it. But the movie is it's pretty cool yeah. and different. What's it, what's it called? In, wow, in English. In Hebrew. Ah, yeah, I read about it. That's a pretty long, long name. I wonder if they kept the scene and now I gotta go watch the movie. <laughs> I'm so happy that Eitan's moment of fame is uh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> He's been telling I've been everyone. years for this. You've been telling everyone about this part <laughs> for know. ages. I was like, I'm in this movie. I don't know what it's called. I don't know who's in it. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> But now it's finally coming okay, out. Okay, so before we wrap things up, we have two... Uh, amazing co cooperations, one with the Jewish Journal of Greater Los Angeles, which, which is a newspaper uh, in Los Angeles about Jewish, with Jewish news. Mm -hmm. And then Secret Tel Aviv, it's a Facebook group of 150,000 people, mainly English speakers, mm. who converse and talk about life here, recommendations, very cool group, and a website. Anya, thank you so much for coming. It thank was you. such thank a pleasure and you. good luck. And we'll follow, you have Facebook. I have a Facebook, Facebook page. and I have an Instagram and I have everything that okay. is needed today. <laughs> so we'll put links. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank Good you luck. So much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.